Welcome everyone to another edition of Marketing the Invisible. My name is Tom Poland, beaming out to you from the Sunshine Coast in Australia. Joined today by Robert Rose. Robert, g'day, sir. Very warm welcome from down under. Where are you hanging out? Absolutely. And g'day. I'm here in Los Angeles and my home in Los Angeles, which is where I seem to spend most of my time these days in a 16 by 9 little window. <laughs> Rob and I were just referencing back to the last sort of classic quote we knew from Australia to LA, which was, that's not a knife. This is a knife. Crocodile Dundee. So from Hollywood to Little Waver Downs in Queensland, Australia, welcome everyone. Robert is a consultant. He's a best-selling author. He's an in-demand keynote speaker outside of COVID. <laughs> He's also, interestingly, I'm fascinated by this, Robert, actually one of the world's most recognized experts in digital content strategy and marketing. And we all know the power, particularly when you're marketing professional services, the power of establishing the relationship prior to proposal. And that's one of the things that content does better than anything else that establishes your authority, your brand, hopefully something that's very trustworthy and desirable in the mind of the prospect prior to you popping the question, so to speak. So Robert, without further ado, the title is How to Build a Marketing Strategy with Content, Keyword Strategy and Content. Our time starts now, sir. Question number one, who is your ideal client? Well, our ideal client is truly a marketing leader and typically a marketing team leader who's trying to figure out how to operationalize. And that's a very fancy word for basically saying how to strategize, manage, scale, or measure the content that they're creating for marketing and communications. Perfect. Well articulated, sir, as I would expect from a content marketer. Um, <laughs> but the written form is not always as easy as the spoken one, particularly when it's impromptu like this. So, well, I was, you know, I was told there would be some math in this, so I've actually thought about it a little bit. This <laughs> <laughs> just gets better and better. Question two, sir, six and a half minutes left. What's the problem you solve? The primary problem that we solve for businesses is you know, they're trying to evolve their content strategy from this amorphous idea. You know, when we say the idea of content strategy, that's a very vague thing for most people. You know, you were kind enough to say that I was one of the foremost digital content experts on the planet. There are only like three or four of us. So it's not actually that big of a claim. But the thing is, we're transforming this idea from this amorphous business idea into a pragmatic strategic and focused business function. So how does content actually function strategically to become coordinated communications for a business? Is there also, so, I mean, you've taken this to, I think, more of a science than an art. Yeah. You know, you use the word pragmatic. Is there a part of the problem you solve is that, it's like that old quote from Madison Avenue, you know, we know half our advertising work, we just don't know which half. And so let's just keep doing advertising. But is a part of your problem that you solve that people don't know where the results are coming from, the measurability. Yeah, well, that's probably the first and foremost question on most CMOs or CEOs minds, right? Which is, right. how do I measure? You know, we have a similar saying in content strategy, which is content strategy is kind of everybody's job and no one's strategy. And, you know, it's the kind of thing we're all hired to create, communicate and use content in business but we never actually go to the trouble of thinking through how is it an actual function, right? So like accounting, can you imagine the accounting function in business being something where, oh, we just all kind of make it up as we go along. You know, you use gap accounting, you use cash accrual-based accounting. We all just sort of figure it all out. No, right. we come up with a centralized approach to how we're going to create this function in the business. And content one of the most, if not the most important thing we do in the business needs that strategic approach as well. 
it's like just hold all the numbers on a spreadsheet and say, there you go, you got some numbers there. We're doing some accounting, that's the main thing. And I'll stop talking so much and let you do some more. Question three, four minutes left. Very briefly, what are some of the typical symptoms that this content market or this person who's in charge of a content team, what's going on in their business where they would get a heads up and go, I need to speak to Robert Ross? Most of the time, it is simply just a a feeling of disorganization. You know, I was right. actually having this conversation with with someone today, which is very often what happens is that a boss, whether it's a CEO or a CMO, will come in and say, we need more content. And the answer to that is usually, okay, great, let's start producing more instead of, well, why? Why do we need more content? And by the way, what does that even mean? Right? What does more mean? <laughs> and we walk into a business and we hear things like, you know, everybody's got their own idea about the blog that they want to launch, or everybody doesn't have any time or resources enough to create enough web content for SEO, or we don't know how to do video because we don't have the skills in-house to be able to do it. Or we hear sales won't let us actually take subscribers to our blog because they think that takes away from their lead generation. Or should we gate content or ungate content? We don't know. Should we actually make people register to see the white paper that we have? Or we have all of this demand for content, but we can't keep up with the scale. How do we actually keep up? We've hired more and more writers, but we can't keep up. Anytime we hear all of those sort of overwhelmingly big complaints around how do we get our arms around this, that's when we know that there's a content strategy at play. Right. Thank you. So that question four, two and a half minutes left. Give us a couple of common mistakes that these folks are making before they find your solution. Yeah, the biggest one is that they think that an internal content studio or some sort of internal content team that serves like an internal agency will solve the problem. You know, I have this little saying that I call Robert's content law, which is the need for content will exponentially increase given the resources allocated to it. You will never scale if that's all you think about is how do we create more and add more people to the equation? Right. You have a lot more to it than that, I'm sure. So valuable for reaction, like a top tip, we've got one minute, 45 seconds left. What's one thing someone could do to take them a step in the right direction? Well, they can, of course, visit us <laughs> and take Good a look idea. at some of the resources that we might have. We have our little hovel on the internet at contentadvisory.net, and we've got a lot of advice there and resources, all ungated, you know, so you don't have to register for it. But there's some job descriptions, white papers, some frameworks that'll really get you off on the right foot. Wealth of resources there, folks. Whether you're a solopreneur looking at content or you're running a large team, go to contentadvisory.net. This is not a sponsored podcast. We don't get any kickbacks or commissions. We're promoting Robert because his stuff is solid and it works. So go there, contentadvisory.net. That also answers number question number six, which is just as well because we've got 55 seconds left. Question number seven, Robert. What's the one question I should have asked you but didn't? You didn't ask me when I'm getting back to Oz. I Dang, mean, it, where it the is, heck are you getting back to Oz? I am trying to get back this year. It is one of my favorite places on the entire planet. I have been all over your beautiful country, and it's absolutely, you know, one of the things that I look most forward to getting out of this whole COVID thing is getting back to, well, Sydney is my favorite place on the entire planet. I just absolutely love that city. No, well, you haven't been to my place. I have not been to Queensland, if that's what you're meaning. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, but wipe it down. You better come and have a cup of coffee. We'll sit in the rainforest next to the swimming pool, and I'll make you an espresso. I love that. Let's make it happen. Robert Rose, thank you much for your time, your expertise, and your insights. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for checking out our Marketing the Invisible podcast. If you like what we're doing here, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. It's very much appreciated. And if you want to generate five fresh leads in just five hours, then check out www.5hourchallenge.com. Thank you.